where hundreds of JMPD, that's uh, Johannesburg Metro Police Department trainees, are disgruntled with the ANC-led government in Johannesburg and are speaking out against the alleged continued ill-treatment by the public safety MMC Amali Mukwena. Now, this after they were allegedly recalled by the MMC, stating that they are poorly trained and they were sent back to the police academy to be retrained. Now, some see this as the consequence of ANC's ongoing strategy to purge the JMPD of all appointments that were made during uh, the DA-led government, replacing them with politically aligned comrades. And these new recruits had been enlisted during the DA's tenure in government and were due to conclude their training at the end of 2019. We're joined on the line now by one of the disgruntled JMPD trainees and one of the new graduates who both asked to remain anonymous. Right, uh, let me start first uh, with uh, one of the graduates. Um, uh, If you will, please uh, uh, just bring us up to speed here with what your complaints are as graduates. What exactly are you unhappy about? Okay, thank you. Um, My question is that um, we graduated last year and ever since we've been ill-treated, if I'm to use that word, or being victimized, for what I have no idea. Um, we before the lockdown, we were called, and we asked for specific reasons why we were being called because we did what was uh, needed. And the course took more than um, more than 25 months to be precise because we started uh, 2017 in October and we passed out uh, in 2019. So, to our surprise. We were told that, firstly, uh, we can't control traffic. And my my view on that one is that if there are people who cannot control traffic, why not call them back and reassess them? Secondly, we were told that we cannot drive the department uh, vehicles. We, can, we are not allowed to drive the department vehicles until we have two years service. So I don't know who they saw driving the department vehicle. Thirdly, they said they spoke about the issue of, um, um, sorry, let me just think about it. Um, they said we can't, um, oh, we can't shoot. Hence, we don't have firearms. We went to the uh, shooting range. We were declared competent at the, at the range in Rudiport. But now the department said that we can't shoot. But we don't have firearms. In other words, maybe they saw the current officers shooting. And they said it was us. I don't know. But we've been implicated in things that we have no idea how it came about. And we sat at home for three months without being communicated as to what is going, what is the way forward. And then um, uh, last week, we received messages that a certain group of individuals must come back uh, to work. It was 210 students must report at uh, Soweto. 210 must report at Shooting Ridge. When they went there, some of us went, some of us were not on the list. Um, so we were told that we should wear black and white, meaning that we are now trainees, we no longer uh, adults. And we were also given the masks, which were written JMPD trainees. When we asked about that, we were told that the masks were donated to us. But then again, if they were donated, why can't they give them to the officers that are on the street to utilize them and see if they can control traffic with those masks? 
that they cannot answer. They then said to us, it's either you wear black and white for your own safety or you wear your, uh, your civilian clothing. How do I conduct a roadblock with a civilian clothing? Those are the things we don't understand. So we, we, on, on the 2nd, which was yesterday, we went to Veritas. We were wearing our uniform because we signed appointment letters saying that we should wear that uniform. Then others were wearing black and white because of fear of victimization. So what happened there is that we were told that we cannot enter the premise because we are wearing that uniform. Uh, only those who are wearing black and white should enter the Veritas premise. We were addressed from the outside. And again, that, and they even called the, uh, the vents for, uh, uh, you know, to speak to us. We're not chanting. We're not uh, doing uh, We are law officers. We cannot do those things. We're just standing there seeking clarity, just like other employees. But we are being victimized. That is the challenge currently. So Anonymous telling us the plight of uh, graduates uh, for in the JMPD, that's Johannesburg Metro uh, Police Department. And uh, they have, as they, as uh, Anonymous states, been victimized and seem to be caught up in a political crossfire. But we're trying to get more detail and trying to get to the bottom of it. Let's take a quick break. Then we'll come back and we'll hear from one of the trainees to bring us up to speed with their plight. And we'll also speak to Wayne Minar. Uh, uh, he is the superintendent uh, uh, and spokesperson for uh, the Johannesburg Metro Police. All of that coming up. And welcome back. Uh, dealing with a story now in uh, that uh, speaks to what has happened and the plight of uh, JMPD trainees who are disgruntled, uh, saying that they are being victimized since uh, the administration of the city of Johannesburg has changed hands from the DA-led government to an ANC-led one. So uh, they are saying that uh, they have now been asked to stay at home at some point. Now they've brought back uh, some of the graduates, but they are unhappy about the treatment that they are receiving. So uh, we heard from uh, the first anonymous uh, person who wanted uh, to tell us what the graduates are going through. And we also understand the trainees have some of their own problems. And uh, this uh, person will also remain anonymous. Thank you so much for your time as well. Please bring us up to speed. What are your complaints as trainees? Okay, hello, firstly. Um, As the graduate of the Johannesburg Metro Police Department, we uh, have been feeling very sidelined as the trainees because all the attention is undergraduates and we are not mentioned in any media statement. No one speaks about us. It's as if we don't exist. And another thing is we're very scared because we don't know where our future lies with JMPD because our contract ended on the 30th of June. Right. And then with the graduates, we all started with them. When we started initially, we were 1.5, and this was in 2017, October, like the graduates said earlier. Um, at the moment, they're getting a full salary as graduates, but they're at home. While we've been getting a stipend as trainees, and we're all at home, we're all doing the same thing. And they were called back after they graduated, which was in March. And when they were called back, they weren't giving us the instructors at the academy, weren't giving us attention anymore. All the attention was on the graduates. We would just have to go to school and do nothing. We sent out our grievances in February to, um, between February and March, we were communicating with the management of the JMPD Academy, and then they just never gave us feedback. And then lockdown happened, and then that was the excuse for not giving us feedback. Now that um, lockdown has opened up and things are opening up again, 
now they're calling the graduates once again, and they're still not mentioning that there's trainees that haven't graduated that are still getting a stipend since 2017 till now, 2020. So, So, yeah, that's what... As trainees, has there been any communication as to when your training will resume? There's been no communication at all. Instead, we keep asking our instructors that they keep telling us to relax. But how can we relax when our contracts ended on the 30th of June and we don't even know if we're going to be getting paid this month end? So what exactly did your training entail? And you said you started at the same time as the graduates graduates, that we're speaking to. So (laughs) how is it that you are still a trainee and others have already graduated? Okay. So when we started in 2017... We were 1.5, right? So we were all attending at Boysons. Uh, there's an academy in Boysons for JMPD. We were attending there. And then the facilities are not enough for everyone. So what they did was they, separate, they grouped us according to our age. So they started with the older um, uh, groups to push them and get the course done. So while that was happening, others were sent to the shooting range. To, so that we can push, you know, and then we'll take turns. And then a school opened up in 2018 in Soweto, which is called Veritas. Then we were sent there to start with our course that the others have already started with. So they started before us, and that's why they ended up graduating before us. And with regard to the quality of your training, what has been said about that? Uh, is the department happy, or have you been told that it is substandard? Um, the department, you know, I, I think the DA and the ANC are fighting and they're using us. We stuck in a crossfire between them because the ANC is saying that the graduates are not competent. But from our understanding, they are. These people went to the shooting range. They were, they were declared competent. They did their traffic course. They were declared competent. And then they also did the traffic control and they were declared competent. The only thing, the, re- the reason why the ANC brought them back, I think, is because they didn't have firearms. And, you know, apparently, like, the law is that you're not allowed to be on the street as a JMPD officer if you don't have the full uniform. And that includes the firearm, your name, the badge, every- everything. Right. Let me bring in um, the uh, Metro Johannesburg Metro Police spokesperson, um, Superintendent Wayne Minar. Uh, Wayne, thanks so much for your time this afternoon. Uh, good afternoon. Thank you very much. So, firstly, let me understand from your perspective as a Johannesburg Metro Police Department, what exactly is going on here? Yeah. Uh, first of all, I want to say I'm shocked because. Uh, as a, an officer, the, the number one prerequisite is discipline. You have to be a, a disciplined individual. And these uh, young people who have already been in the academy were taught police ethics. And in police ethics, the requirements are laid out very clearly. And one of it is you may not talk to the media because then you are breaching media protocol. So these young people who are just talking openly uh, over the media, they themselves now have breached a protocol. So uh, they are going to be investigated. And uh, you see, uh, the training of uh, the 1,500 was done, but there was a need for in-service training. In-service training has always been in the JMPD, where individuals had to go back to the academy to 
improve or enhance their skills in whatever uh, the shortcoming was. So these 1,500 uh, young people were taken back uh, to the academy in February this year. Unfortunately, due to COVID-19 lockdown, we had to uh, close down the academy. And hence, uh, now we have started retraining. But now because uh, of COVID-19 regulation, we cannot take all 1,500 back into the academy at once because we do not have the facility. But we are doing them in groups. We have uh, six groups. We have divided them into six groups of approximately 210 officers per group. So at the moment, there are 210 in training because the class has to be small and to be able to have enough uh, space in between them so that we don't overcrowd the classes because of the COVID-19 regulations. Mm. But these uh, young officers, they need to be patient. Another thing is... uh, But you've been frustrating them, Wayne. They've been sitting at home. You have not been communicating with them. And this is precisely why they are speaking to us. And I think when I ask you what exactly is going on, the first thing you do is threaten them. Uh, and, 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 you know, I, I, find, I fully get their frustration because you, you, I'm speaking to a graduate here from your own academy and you talking about sending them back to class. So what does that mean about the level of training? How does one graduate if you are not competent? One, one requirement for a policeman is to be disciplined. If you're not disciplined, forget it. But shouldn't your leadership be equally disciplined, Wayne? Shouldn't you yeah, be d- are, disciplined in how you deal with your with your trainees and your graduates? One, one, one thing is for sure, that these people will not be allowed just to continue without having adequate training and without adequate uniform because we need to be able to serve and protect the uniform adequately. Now... We're going to be taking them through uh, uh, training until we believe that they are adequately trained. Then they will be issued with uniform. And those whose contracts have ended uh, end of June, automatically it will be renewed because no we can't uh, just uh, send them away from the academy. It can never happen for mm. uh, a person being uh, uh, terminated for no uh, good reason. So but what we're really concerned about is the discipline of these young individuals. I think it cuts both ways, Wayne. But also, you have not, you haven't communicated that to the trainees, as the trainee had indicated to us. You have not communicated with them. Their contracts have run out, but you've not said anything to them. So they don't know where they stand, whether they're coming or going. But I also asked you about the graduates. How do you send a graduate back to training? Surely when you graduate, does that not indicate that you are now competent and therefore fit for purpose to go out and serve? How does one graduate but there has to be sent back to training? In-service training occurs constantly. Where there's a need for improvement of skill, whether it is in a subject, or whether it is practical for driver training or for shooting or for whatever the need is or for the able to direct traffic, whatever the, the shortcoming is, any member of the JMPD can be sent back to the academy for in-service training. So that's exactly what we're doing 
at this point. And we are going to train them until we believe that they are uh, adequately uh, or sufficient or able to be effective when they wear the uniform to serve the community. So when it is said that they are poorly trained, they cannot drive, they cannot shoot, where did that come from? Who, whose yeah, conclusion now, was that? Now, uh, um, just uh, listening uh, to, to those uh, remarks, imagine having uh, officers in full uniform out there not uh, being able to do any of, of that. But you uh, graduated them from your academy. How, how are they going to protect the community if they... You see, uh, driver training was done, but not to the level or what that uh, was uh, an expected standard. There was also shooting, but there was level standards uh, that was never completed. So once all of the level standards have been uh, done and we are satisfied that they are capable, they will be issued with, with full uniform, you cannot expect any needy to go onto the road without a full uniform to serve the community. So, so it's not their one, fault that they don't have uniforms, one, way. Exactly. Secondly, <laughs> they've <laughs> been in training since 2017. We are in 2020. Exactly. That's an undergraduate degree done, dusted. So so, so exactly. how long is this it's going to take? I don't know. There's someone speaking in the background. I can't hear what you're saying. I was asking... How long is this training going to take? Because they've been in training since 2017. And I said, surely it is not their fault that they don't have uniform. No, uh, a uniform is only given to an individual once they are competent, once the JMPD is of the view that the individual is competent. If the individual uh, has done training and they're not competent, they can never be issued with a uniform. So when the department is of the view that an individual is competent, they are issued with uniform, they are issued with a firearm, they are issued with a bulletproof vest, and then they are sent out to be able to serve the community. But how do you then issue a graduate certificate to someone who is not competent, Wayne? Where the short fall was, that is an issue that has to be dealt with. But once these individuals were out, on the road, there was definitely a reason for them to be taken back to the academy. And there's nothing wrong in this world with retraining of any person. There's nothing wrong with taking of any person for um, for upskilling or improving of skills in any form, especially when you are dealing with the safety and having people out to serve the community effectively. Imagine so have you having a fire. Is, the, is, this, is this how you normally conduct your training and graduation programs, Wayne? Has this ever happened previously, where you had a cohort of trainees who graduated and then you, t- you took them back because they were not sufficiently trained? You see, what, what, what in, in this particular case, uh, it was evident that because of the huge number of uh, trainings done, there was, we could see that it was uh, evident. We have never done training of uh, 1,500. There was uh, training, tra- uh, smaller groups uh, trained, and we were able to train them effectively for them to be efficient. But in-service training has 
always been done in the traffic department previously and when the JNPD was established in 2001, there has always been in-service training. And we're always going to do in-service training. Yeah. In-service training is about upskilling, Wayne. It's not about teaching you the basics that you were supposed to have come in with from the training that you sent them on previously. No, now now you're getting it wrong. Oh, so what is it? What is it about? Because in-service training is about improving the skills of individuals who have already been trained. That's what I'm saying. That's exactly what I said. So that uh, that is what we are doing right now. And we're going to continue uh, doing that until we believe that the uh, young officers or cadets or students are effective. But when you're being disingenuous, because that's not what you told them. And, and, and these articles are there. You said they are not fit for purpose. You said they were not properly trained. You said they can't shoot. You said they can't direct traffic. You would think that those are the basic skills that they would leave the academy with. We, we are not going to have them on the road if they cannot do those skills effectively. So why did you so, say that they are graduates? How do you graduate people who don't have those basic competencies? Whatever uh, the reason was to have them pass or, or to have them out onto the road was done because at the end of the training course, it was a requirement that they must uh, do uh, serve or be on, the, on duty. But once they were out, it was evident that they were needed to get back into the academy for in-service training. In other words, you were going and doing a tick box exercise. So we have so many people, we need to get them out and we'll figure it out as we go along because they were obviously, by your admission, not ready to be graduated. Mm-hmm. Once they were out, we had realized that the group that we had trained was large and that there were shortcomings and hence now the in-service training has to be done. So what's the way forward now? Because you've got graduates, you've got trainees, all frustrated and the blame is now being heaped almost on them for what has gone wrong within your department and the training that they received. Number one, they must know never to breach protocol. And the one requirement in terms of protocol is never to talk on uh, public radio. That's number one, starting off. Number two, they're going to have to learn to be disciplined because without discipline, an individual can never wear a uniform. So once we get the basics right, we will take them step by step in terms of the other modules and in terms of unit standards. And when we are satisfied that they are competent, they will be issued with uniform so that they can serve and protect the community. Well, let's leave it there. We're out of time. Thanks so much, uh, Wayne Minar, who is uh, the JMPD spokesperson, Superintendent Wayne Minar, and two gra- uh, 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 two of the uh, employee uh, trainees that were uh, taken to college by the Johannesburg Metro Police Department to their training academy, and uh, they wanted to remain anonymous, and they are disgruntled, and you could hear there. They went through the training since 2017, 
uh, then they were divided up into groups based on age. I don't know. There's a lot of this that just doesn't connect. But uh, that is where the story is at. That's what we are told. You heard it for yourself. And the graduates believe that they have uh, basically become collateral damage uh, in a fight, a political fight between who used to run the city of Joburg and who is running it now. You can make up your own mind.